Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day. Kevin Pope, hope everyone's having a magical day, magical week, hope everything's going good with you guys. We're going to have a pretty quick intro for this week's episode, we got a long one coming up. Uh, if you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, Disney World Today. Um, love posting, I've been posting more uh, TikToks and Reels there, so uh, I hope you guys enjoy those. I always say my DMs are always open, uh, feel free to hit me up anytime, whether you want to talk Disney uh, you have questions, or ideas, suggestions for the show, whatever it is, hit me up. Uh, if you can, wherever you're listening to this, hit that subscribe button. It's super easy. It helps me out. Uh, also, if you can leave a rating and a review. Uh, if you do end up writing me a review, I love reading those. I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. Today's episode, finally have uh, been talking about it for a few weeks now. Uh, one of my good friends, Adam, is going to be joining us. Um, we have a nice sit-down interview and uh, I wanted to have him on because he's, I've always referred to him as like a casual Disney fan. You know, he grew up going to Disney with his family. Um, he's been around me long enough uh, to, to know that he has a, you know, an appreciation for Disney. There'd be times at work where, uh, you know, we used to work together and there'd be times there'd be some rough mornings where we'd be, uh, we'd be on YouTube looking up Disney videos, watching ride POVs and stuff about Typhoon Lagoon and all this stuff. So he's always had an appreciation for Disney. I wanted to get his opinion, his point of view on what Disney is, what Disney was to him. And I think in the interview, you can kind of hear it in his voice. Like, we're 32 years old. Um, and to hear him talk about his family vacations as a kid going to Disney, you can just hear the 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 happiness in his voice. So I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I do have to apologize for some audio issues you guys are going to notice uh, the quality wasn't great. His, uh, his microphone started cutting in and out. Um, so I tried to edit it as best as I could. There's just some parts I just completely just cut out. So you might hear some random pauses and silences. So I do apologize for that. And, uh, you know, in the future, uh, now I kind of got the hang of things. I, I definitely want to have, uh, start having more of you guys on as, uh, you know, guests and doing some interviews and just kind of talking about like what Disney means to you. I think that's pretty cool. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy the interview. Uh, like I said, it's a good, my good friend, and it's basically just uh, two friends sitting down and talking about Disney. So here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. All right, here we are, our interview. Uh, I've been talking about this for weeks, but finally going to have you on here. Uh, for everyone listening, uh, this is my my good friend, Adam Wakely. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, sir. Appreciated. <laughs> yeah, I know we've been in the works for a while and uh, excited to give my viewpoints over here. 
Uh, basically, what I, I why I wanted to have you on is most like pretty much every single Disney podcast. I listen to a lot of them. Like everyone listening listens to different ones, and like everyone is like the same. Like they all have like they all have they have guests, but it's all like Disney experts, people who used to work for Disney, you know, Disney historians. It's like which is great. Don't get me wrong; it's cool to listen to, but like. I just kind of want to get like opinions from normal people. Like I consider myself a normal guy, a normal Disney fan who I live in Chicago. I went on family vacations once a year. Like that's it. You know, I'm not a local, I'm not a blogger. So I wanted to kind of get your opinion. Kind of like what is Disney to like the casual fan, which is why I wanted to have you on because I would, I think that kind of fits. Would you consider yourself like a casual Disney fan? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely in that casual kind of if you want to call it noob or newbie category where uh, I've so I've been to Disney twice and I do love Disney from what I've experienced um, but yeah it's not I'm uh, not in your shoes mine is mostly from you know my couple visits and then movies and things like that growing up right so, yeah. and there's like I've kind of listed there's like different Disney tiers there's like the Disney diehards like me and then I feel like there's the Disney casual fans like you who like Disney I think appreciate what Disney is, you know, what like Disney world is. Um, and then there's like, you know, the people who, you know, went when they were kids and it's just a theme park, you know, nothing special. And then there's people who hate Disney. So like the Disney casual fan, I wanted to get your opinion. Um, plus like we're friends. We have a Marvel podcast together. It's just an excuse for us to hang out and talk, you know, about Disney and Marvel and theme parks and stuff. So I figured we're just going to kind of start from the beginning here, give our listeners kind of, some background on us and like how we became friends. We became friends way back freshman year of high school. I want to say like, was it basketball? Like, uh, like preseason, like basketball conditioning. I think that's, I think that's kind of like where we first met and became friends. Yeah, I think so. Because that, that was our first sports high school sports tryout together. And yeah. I remember I went to some of the conditionings, um, and I was at the tryout too. And yeah, that would have been when we, when we first met, cause it was prior to us doing really anything else together at the time. So yeah, like, that was like, you know, freshman year of high school, you're meeting all these new people and like you know, a month or two in, like we call it like basketball, they called it basketball conditioning, but it was pretty much just like open gyms to like give the coaches an idea of like, who's, you know, good at basketball or not. And that's where we kind of met and we had some classes together, but I think we really became friends. You know, we, we played volleyball together in high school, freshman year volleyball is when we really became friends. Um, and I tell the story on our Marvel podcast and I've talked about it. I knew we were going to be friends when we had a dress down day. We went to a private high school. We had a dress down day and you wore a Batman Returns t-shirt. <laughs> and I was like, hey, you <laughs> like superheroes too. All right. And from that day on, I doomed my social life. <laughs> Like all right, this kid, this kid was brave enough to wear a a Batman T-shirt on like the one dress down day we got a semester. Yeah, in hindsight, probably not the best choice, but I guess it bloomed <laughs> bloomed into our friendship today, so it worked out. Um, you know, as obviously as we grew up, we ended up going to the same college together for like what, like I think probably a year or a year and a half, three semesters maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was three semesters. It took me an extra semester to graduate. So, yeah, I think we overlapped that three It took semesters. me like five and a half years to graduate. So, <laughs> uh, fair. we ended up going to college together, played a little inter intramural sports. We ended up working together. Um, so, obviously, we've been around each other a lot, which means 
there's probably been plenty of times where you've had to listen to me either talk or vent or complain about Disney. Yeah, I think uh, most of what I know today is <laughs> from <laughs> listening to you. Um, and plus every, you know, summer and when you return from your vacation, I get the full lowdown. So uh, I, I contribute 90% of the little knowledge I have to you. That's that's a, exactly what I like had as my next talking point here. You know, we ended up working together like and uh, during the summers, there'd definitely be days like we used to, you know, be at work, maybe not in the best mood, bad mood. And we would just kind of, you know, talk about Florida, talk about Disney. We'd search on Instagram, hashtag Florida. We'd, I'd show you, I had like a playlist on YouTube of like Disney, just YouTube videos of either rides or hotels and stuff. Yeah, those <laughs> those were the those those were definitely the good days. Uh, we I think yeah, just to get ourselves in a good mood, like you said, the hashtag Disney or hashtag Florida. We'd be sitting in a dark room at <laughs> six fifty in the morning, just imagining us being on the beach or being on a ride or something. So definitely good times. Yeah, so safe to say, I, I uh, you know some of the some of the Disney appreciation I feel like kind of rubbed off on you from me, and you know we would we would work together and. You know, everyone knew every July, like me and my family would go to, you know, go to Florida for two weeks. You'd have to be at work, you know, by yourself for a couple of weeks, knowing that I was in Disney. Yeah, those those are rough. And that was actually right, right around, I'm going to date us a little bit, but right around the time when Snapchat was almost being created as yeah. an app and a social media. And, and we both just started using it. And you would send me Snapchats in the early days from Florida while I was alone at work. So those, <laughs> those were fun times. <laughs> All right, so we got a little background on us. People know uh, a little bit um, about like your Disney knowledge. You know, you called yourself a Disney noob. Uh, I feel like you know more than a noob um, because you were there when you were a kid. Uh, you've heard a lot from me. I feel like you kind of keep up with it through like social media. You see things, um, but I want to get into kind of Disney for you as a kid. Like when you were growing up, like what was Disney to you? Like first, like before we get into like actual vacation stuff, like you know, we're the same age, you're a 90s kid, I have to imagine the Disney movies played a big role in your childhood. Yeah, they did. Actually, um, in fact, if you still go to my parents' house, there's all the VA, sadly, of all the Disney movies um, from growing up. And I mean, I grew up watching everything that you would think between, you know, um, Aladdin and Lion King and and everything you can imagine. Um, I even went so far as growing up, I used to watch this VHS of it's called like the tour of Disney. It was like a walkthrough, like point of view from a cameraman, and uh, you know they'd be going through the rides, and I'm listening to Grim Grinning Ghost, <laughs> and you know, so I'm going through as a as a you know six year old as this walkthrough in Disney was always my dream to go back and everything so um yeah i love disney movies growing up that's what i did yeah i think anyone who's our age or close to it um at this point in their lives they can i think we could all say that there's a box at our parents house with all the disney vhs tapes still in it because <laughs> we all had them yeah yeah and i mean they're 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 almost a nostalgic item now so yeah. not many people i don't think got rid of them so you can, yeah. you can see that in our age it's because too i think just the way they looked like back then, like a lot of effort went into like the, like the VHS covers, you know, like the covers of it's like those thick, like plastic cases. And they put all this like artwork into it. They're just kind of cool to look at. It's like, everyone feels bad just throwing them out. 
Yeah, I mean, it really, yeah, you're right. There really are an artwork. And yeah, compared to now, the download, you really couldn't care less if you're not watching it. But back then, yeah, it was almost like uh, you're a, a proud piece of art. The <laughs> You started singing the, the Haunted Mansion theme. I, I'm pretty sure I, I posted a clip from that video that you were referencing. It was like a sing-along. I, uh, I posted it on YouTube not too long ago. so many times I burnt out the original VH <laughs> like a five-year-old and my parents had to go out and buy me a replacement <laughs> um, so yeah okay so the Disney movies obviously played a big role um, so like Disney vacation you said you went to Disney a couple times how are your parents with were, were your parents Disney fans or were they just kind of like hey we have kids now let's you know do the Disney vacation have did they go before they had kids? Uh, do you know, like, uh, like, well, how would you categorize like your parents and kind of reference to Disney? Yeah, I, you know, I would also say they fall a, more into that casual category. They had been one time before. Um, they got married early, and they went once early on in their marriage uh, before they had me. Um, and they, I, I, I want to say also that I, I feel like for them, Disney was a lot like you were looking for like your that ultimate like vacation fantasy type place disney was really big for them back then so you know they were into it they had been once they had the movies a lot of them even before i was to be honest so um i would put them kind of in that casual realm similar to me but uh maybe just not quite as up to date these days all right so let's dive into those uh those family vacations uh, did you guys go, you said a couple times, did you guys go on two trips? Like how many, like, what do you remember about your, your Disney vacations, you know, with the family as a kid? Yeah. So yes, I've been twice. Once was when I was eight. Um, I was pretty young and, uh, we had my brother at the time who was really young. He was like one, you know, close to infant stage. And, um, back then my, some of my main memories, uh, were the things I think maybe as a kid you might hold on to a lot, which was like going around and trying to meet all the characters right. and do do all the character meetups and see the people in the costumes. Um, it wasn't as much about the rides for me when I was eight. I mean, I'm still scared of rides now <laughs> and, you know, I'm in my 30s, so I was especially scared when I was eight. Um, but I just love the atmosphere, uh, you know, costumes, the colors, the castle, and everything like that was what I remember from my very first trip. That first trip, yeah, how you said you're not really too concerned with the rides. Like, as an eight-year-old, you're just in awe. You see, like, these characters that you see, like, in movies. You know, you, you saw, you know, all the Disney movies at home, plus all the originals, you know, Mickey and Minnie and Goofy. You know, then here you are, you go to, you go to this theme park, there's a castle, and then all of a sudden there's these life-size characters come to life that interact with you and you can take pictures with you can get their autographs like to an eight-year-old like that that makes you kind of understand the hype like seeing all that yeah yeah and it's it's so cool when you're young because you i don't i'm sure at the time i didn't even think that they're about the girl or the guy in the costume but it was just like that was them like they're real they're in front of me so uh that that was super fun when i was or the youngin. So you were you were eight on your first trip. So I mean, your brother went with you, right? Ryan was two ish. Yeah, he was probably two, right around two. Okay, yeah, that's probably you know that's. I went to Disney for the first time. I think when I was two. Like we've tried to, like we have 
evidence of going in 1992 when I was two. My mom thinks we went in 1991. So we, there's like a discrepancy. I always tell people I went for the first time when I was two. And obviously when you're two, you don't really remember anything. Um, but luckily we have like, you know, the old photo albums and there's, we have actually a couple V8, like home movies, VHS camcorder tapes of our, you know, Disney vacation in 1992 at, you know, the magic kingdom and Epcot and, We've like rewatched though. Do you guys have like old, do you guys have pictures and videos from that trip or is that just something uh, you just kind of have to, you know, remember the memories? There are pictures for sure. I I don't think we have a video, which now makes me regret. I wish that my parents would have, would have done that. But you back then bring in like the camcorder. Yeah, you just had, a, had a 24 pound brick on his shoulder for two days in the 90 degree heat. You know, that was, yeah, that was a little inconvenient, but I have seen the pictures, um, which is cool to nostalgia about. But uh, e- even as eight and, you know, I've said the things I remember, there are a lot I, I that I don't remember, um, unfortunately, but uh, I'm sure we'll get into it. I'm grateful I've been able to go one more time in my early adulthood. I've said the same exact thing too. Like we have, we have the VHS tapes. I think there's two of them, like one when we're at Magic Kingdom and one we're at Epcot, but like both tapes, like. I don't know if they were ruined or what, but there's like, it's not like, it's not like eight hours of footage on each tape. It's like a few clips here and there. I think like maybe like, a, a you know, some parts of like the small world, right. But it's not a lot of like, I don't know, like actual like Disney footage. And it makes me sad now to think about like the, not, despite the fact I have a Disney podcast and it'd be cool to have retro Disney footage I could copy and put on YouTube and whatever, but also just to see you know, like the nostalgia and the memories, you know, so we have the pictures, we have a little bit of video, but it's like, dang, I wish we could have had more. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to think about in this day and age. But <laughs> yeah, again, not so convenient. in you know, yeah, the dad, 90s. dad's got the giant camera on his shoulder with a <laughs> stroller, you know, this <laughs> wasn't as uh, easy as it is now. Uh, yeah. Sticking to like that first trip. Um, you said you remembered you know, like the characters and stuff. Are there any other memories that stick out? Like any specific ones, any, you know, anything your parents remember telling you about? I remember uh, a lot of the, just the travel in between parks, because on my first trip, we did hit a few different parks. Um, one of the main things though, that I remember was being at Magic Kingdom. And at the time, I specifically remember, because um, I, uh, I made a little correction my next visit, but I remember the Tower of Terror being kind of in awe in it um, way back when and like whenever that was, 98, 99, and um, not being able to write it, going back to my last point, being so scared. Um, and, but all of some of the stuff there is a little little one who was, you know, probably four feet tall or whatever. Um, the castle, just everything is massive too, you know. it It's just like this wonderment and I just remember roaming around Magic Kingdom and just being like, oh, man, like this is like a whole different world. I wish I could live here. Uh-huh. Like, it's just everything is is amazing. So yeah, those every- are just some of my fondest memories. Everything really is just kind of larger you know, than like even I mean, I got to be honest, too. Like when you go now, like the castle at Disney World, like it, you're st- there's still like that little bit of like, whoa, but, you know, it, it's the, the fact that, you know, it's huge. They put all this like effort and into building it and all the theming and the little intricacies, like you can still kind of walk around. I'm 31 years old and be like, whoa, like, whoa, that's a castle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, 
I I uh, I do remember that. I also remember hitting a lot of the water rides when I was young too. Water rides is something I never steered away from. So um, that's yeah. one thing that they have uh, that I know that is a big part of Disney too is their water rides, their water parks, and all that. So um, that was really fun as an eight year old who used to go to the because that was what I did growing up. Is I went to pools and all that. So um, right. hit the water rides big when I was young. Um, do. I know you were eight. Like, do you, do you remember by chance where you guys stayed in that 1998-99 trip? You know what? I should, it, should I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, but uh, I just, you know, we were kind of uh, more like uh, price, like more yeah. cost savings. Um, we dialed it up a, quite a bit on our second trip for sure. So the first trip... 98 like that's at, at least you got to go like 1998 is still you know they call it the disney decade like 90 to 99 uh, around that time period like that's still like i don't want to say the golden age of disney because like i think depending on how old you are that differs but for us like that's like prime disney 1998 like i've talked about on my podcast uh before like i do a lot of talking about like 1996 disney because uh, 96 was like the 25th anniversary. Um, they had like a special thing for the 25th anniversary. You know, you're still in the mid nineties. Like this is like right when they started opening up all these new things. So like when, if, when you went, if it was 1998, like animal kingdom, you know, the fourth theme park opened that year. Like it was probably brand new when you went or not even open yet. Um, so they just opened, you know, a fourth theme park, you know, Typhoon Lagoon was only a few years old. Tower of Terror was only a few years old. Like all these iconic things now were new in that like 1993 to 1999 range. Yeah, that's, that is so cool. And now you have me really reminiscing. I'm going to have to go by my parents and do, do, get the pictures of the old drawers and everything and just revisit. Yeah, yeah I bet it'd be cool to see because like, you know, the stuff you see in the parks, like, for example, in 1998, you probably won't see now, like, some of the characters. Um, it's like I was just talking about 1996 at, uh, like, MGM Studios, and in that park, you see a lot of, like, Quasimodo stuff because the Hunchback of Notre Dame movie had just come out. And, like, that's something now when you go to Disney now, you don't see anything of that movie. It's like it's non-existent. But because it was, like, the new Disney movie of the time, it was everywhere. So, like... 97 98 there's probably a lot of um hercules stuff i feel like that was part maybe even tarzan depending on what time you went but it, it's cool to look back and see pictures and stuff and at least you could always say you know you that first trip you know good times good memories and you went you know during the disney decade which is you know something cool to say yeah yeah i'm, I'm super glad we went i think it gave me an extra appreciation when i was young since i love the movies and all that so much all right, let's move on to that second trip you talked about. If I'm, I could be wrong, but I think this is when you were like 18 or 19 years old. Am I right? Yeah, it was almost about exactly a decade later. So yeah, I was 18 because I believe it was my senior year of high school um, or maybe like right after, but I was 18 and um, I remember almost about everything from this trip. So, yeah, this is, so the reason why I remember this one more is because obviously, like we talked about, we became friends in high school and I was a big Disney nerd in high school. Um, so the fact that you were going, you know, to Disney after we became friends, like I was probably just as excited as you were that you were going. 
Yeah, I can't. I, I almost wish this was the age of social media because you and I would have been back and forth mm-hmm. on everything back then. <laughs> yep. I and I remember too. I remember um, we were in high school. We were at lunch, and it it was probably more like junior year or the summer between. It's, it's some at some point, one of our other friends. Uh, we were at lunch, and it was like it was like right when we came back to school. Uh, he was like, oh, yeah, I went to Disney World this summer. And I legit got mad at him for not, like, texting me or, like, letting me know so I could give him the rundown on every single ride. <laughs> That's so funny, which is what I would do now, just a heads up on my next trip when I go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll get into that. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, your second trip, let's kind of dive into that one. Like, you're older, your brother's older, like – obviously your parent like okay so if you're 18 your brother ryan was let's say was he like 12 yeah probably 11 or 12 for sure yep so your parents decided let's let's head back down to disney we obviously enjoyed it the first time is it just the fact that like hey you know both our kids are older maybe they'll enjoy it more is that probably probably the reason behind going yeah yeah i mean it uh it was just because you know we had done one trip um ryan was way too young to remember anything at the time so it was kind of just a re-up we've had so much fun there once in our past and let's let's give like ryan a chance to enjoy it where he can actually remember it so i think that was one of the main factors why we went um so this trip uh where'd you guys stay for this one so this one we stayed at uh disney's wilderness lodge oh that's that is it's hard for me to pick a favorite, but that's <laughs> always in the conversation of my favorite Disney hotels. I think it's my dad's favorite. Like sometimes um, we try to go there every trip because we've only stayed there once, but we still try to go there. We'll get like a breakfast reservation just so we can kind of hang out in the resort. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I obviously, I don't have the experience with all the different resorts, but I really couldn't have asked for much better. Um, I, I had an absolute blast. There, the ambiance of all the the lobby, the wood, everything around you—it's—it was such a great feel. I—I I, I would stay at that resort again in a heartbeat if I had the opportunity. I—I I, I just talked about like walking into like Magic Kingdom, you know, as a thirty-one-year-old and seeing the castle and going like, "Whoa!" Like, I kind of have that same feeling about Wilderness Lodge. You know, you might have had that too. Like when you went and you're eighteen, like you kind of. You know, there's like these two like double sliding doors and you walk in and the lobby is just huge with all these like logs. And it's almost like it feels like you're like a cabin in the woods, but it's it's so nice when you walk in. One of my favorite lobbies. Yeah, yeah. It was something else when I first walked in and it's just like I've never really I didn't remember experiencing like Disney resorts and I haven't really. And so they feel like they do it up an extra level. So I walked in and I was like, whoa, this is unlike any other hotel resort I've ever been a part of. <laughs> that's that's exactly, I mean, that's part of like the Disney magic, like the effort and stuff that goes into, you know, their Disney resorts. They, they make sure that you're not just staying in a hotel. That's what, you know, they don't call them hotels. They refer to them as resorts. And you walk in, you see like the decorations and on the inside of that lobby, there's like a, there's like a little like river creek thing that goes into the outside and, you know, you got the check-in area there's like fireplaces these big comfy chairs it's like they want you to feel like you're at home like you could just you know sit down and and relax it's i just love how they make that one feel yeah yeah it had that homey feel yeah and and there was like all these big comfy couches in the lobby and all that it was so you can hang out there with your coffee and i know my dad did that quite a few times so i'm sure that's my dad likes to go there and just sit in the chair and take a little nap (laughs) oh my gosh 
Um, all right, so you guys say that Wilderness Lodge. I remember I was talk- talking a little bit. I, did you end up using the fitness center there? I did, yeah. I, I got a chance to use most of their facilities, and the fitness center was no exception. I Probably right around 18 is when I first like started like dabbling and working out and like on and off. And so we went down. Uh, I did at the time. My brother was too young. But I went down and hit a workout in uh, the the Wilderness Lodge Fitness Center, kind of thinking like I had walked in and out of other fitness centers at other hotels and it's just like two treadmills and a weight rack. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so I didn't have much expectations, but uh, I got to say it exceeded my expectations. The fitness center there had everything you could possibly use, multiple you know, different types of equipment with like the the rope weighted equipment and other stuff. And I actually had, I think I worked out two times while I stayed there and had two awesome lifts. Yeah. It's, it's one of the best fitness centers on property. I believe it's called sturdy branches. Uh, it's like, it's open 24 hours. You know, they have, yeah, you know, me and you were big into working out. Like, like you said, like most regular hotels, it's two treadmills, a yoga mat and a 20 pound dumbbell like this one you could get a legit there's smith machines and all these different like leg press machines and stuff like you can actually have a really good workout there and it's like really nice on the inside and because it's disney and most people don't you know use it like it's in great shape it's clean it's never crowded it's just about finding the energy to to get a workout (laughs) in yeah but you know the weather in florida and being young i had a, I had that you know trying to trying to build up my own sturdy branches for pool time <laughs> <laughs> all right so you guys did wilderness lodge so like does anything stick out from this trip like what do you remember about you know this is your last trip to disney so you know you're, at least you were older you know what are some good memories like what do you remember liking uh, what sticks out to you yeah. Oh my God. So many things. Um, and even before we, we dip out of the wilderness lodge, um, right away, one of the things that impressed me there too, is the one, the pool I really liked cause they had like a waterfall yeah. and all that. Uh, they had like a little beach sports area. Um, and I believe, and, and I'm sure you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe wilderness lodge cause I took them has the boats that take you to one of the, uh, or the ferry boat ferries that take you to one of the, yeah Um, yeah what's nice about wilderness lodge is you know you're right there on you know on the lake on bay lake and they have boats running you know continuously that take you to um magic kingdom you can take one takes you right to magic kingdom which is nice you know convenient it's probably like an eight minute boat ride uh and then the boats you know they also take you to the other resorts in the area so you could end up going to the fort wilderness campground the polynesian you know the contemporary so you're able to kind of get around that whole Magic Kingdom area, which, you know, makes it really nice. You know, you don't have the monorail, unfortunately, because Wilderness Lodge was built like, again, in the mid 90s. It's a newer hotel. Uh, so the monorail doesn't extend, but at least you got the boats there. You just hop on a boat and head over to the Magic Kingdom or Contemporary or whatever or wherever. Yeah, that was really nice because I certainly was a little worried. I was like, oh, you know, am I going to need to hop in our rental car constantly and like get in and mm-hmm. out and schlep stuff around? But I was like... <laughs> That's right there. So yeah, that was a that was a brand new experience. But um, oh my gosh, there's so much from this trip that I that I remember and love. Um, so this trip is I break into a lot of more of the rides and I experienced everything. That was a big part of this trip for me. So like Magic Kingdom, I hit pretty much everything I possibly could. Yeah. I rode everything. I. Uh, 
that actually might have been probably my favorite spot that I visit that mm-hmm. trip. Um, I uh, <laughs> we've I talked about this. I know, I know where we're going with this. Like you said, um, you did Space Mountain, you did all the rides, Thunder Mountain, Splash Mountain. Yep. Did you say you did Tower of Terror? I did do Tower of Terror, despite me not liking those type of rides. I did it. I hate, yeah. I hate those types of rides. Um, but you said you liked Epcot, which as a 18, 19 year old, especially back then, pretty rare. Like what, what made you like Epcot? I'm sure you, you probably went on Spaceship Earth and thought it was boring or something, right? The, the, <laughs> the ride inside the big metal ball. So I, I, I had no idea really a lot about what these rides are, like some of the connotations that people feel about them, but I love Spaceship Earth. <laughs> I, I just need to stop for a second, folks. I just need to stop. Adam, if you don't, you guys don't know Adam. There, Adam is the guy who at age like 21 or 22 became like the biggest baseball fan, which is the opposite of everything that you hear. Like, you always hear about if you didn't grow up liking baseball, you'll never like baseball. All of a sudden, like 21, 22, Adam loves baseball, huge baseball fan. Here's a 19-year-old kid, goes to Disney with his family, Space Mountain, Thunder Mountain, Splash Mountain, Tower of Terror, and his favorite place is Epcot. And one of his favorite rides is Spaceship Earth. <laughs> like, <laughs> Can you just explain yourself, please? <laughs> I don't get what's wrong with it. So I, I get in, I get in Spaceship Earth, and first of all, it's this massive dome, right, like in the middle yeah. of Epcot. So it's already got this allure to me. I'm like, what? Larger is this than thing? life. Yep. Yeah, I was like, man, I like this is so cool. And I was like, there's a oh, ride like, inside yeah. of here. What? Like, I thought it was like just yeah, just like their decoration, like, like yeah. an artwork. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I find out there's a ride in there, and I'm like, well, obviously I have to go in that because I don't know what I'm gonna expect. So I hop in the ride and I get in like the little like cars, you know, yeah. sort of thing. and it starts like taking me up and all <laughs> around there's like all these lights and like there's some music and cool things. And I'm, it's like kind of dark in there and glowy. Yeah. And, and I just thought it was the most, I'm in this giant dome. It's like, <laughs> what I'm in this cart, I'm going up in the air and I don't really know what's going on on the outside of me. So I love that ride. It's it you know it reaches a top speed of 1.5 miles per hour. <laughs> um, it basically just gives you a tour of like how like human the how technology has evolved and, and, you know through through history. It starts off you see some cavemen and you know the Phoenicians making paper out of papyrus and all of this stuff, and that just turned out to be one of your favorite rides. It's, ah, I love that ride. It's pretty pretty mind blowing. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess uh, I guess I am a little unique. And yes, you're right. I did not play or pay attention to any baseball until I was in my 20s. So <laughs> that kind of just sums you up for people who don't know. But all right, so you do Epcot. You do pretty much everything. Um, all right, so you do Epcot. You do pretty much everything. Um, you know, when you went in '98, Animal Kingdom, there's a good chance wasn't open. Uh, or it was brand new, so it doesn't sound like you guys did it on your first trip. Did you guys end up going to Animal Kingdom, do you know, in your second trip? We did, yeah. We went to Animal Kingdom on the second trip. Um, go at the very top and it stops you. And then since Expedition, you down, yeah, Everest. Expedition, Expedition um, uh, yes. Everest, yeah. One of my, I'm still terrified of that ride, if I'm being honest. Um, I remember passing by Expedition Everest and after. I believe 
did have fast passes were around back then, right? I believe in and yeah. So this is two thousand eight ish. Yeah, back then they still had like the paper fast passes. So um, you would get to the park and like say you wanted a fast pass for you know Expedition Everest, you'd have to walk to Expedition Everest, put in like your your entry ticket into this little machine, and it would give you a ticket and it'll say like you know come back between the hours of 2.45 and 3.45. Uh, so then that kind of gave you something, you know, do some other things around the park and at 2.45, come back to Expedition Everest and pretty much walk on the ride. So the paper fast pass, uh, we miss it nowadays. But yeah, Expedition Everest, um, I'm still terrified of that ride. It scares me. There's that part that goes backwards. Uh, yeah, and I only know that because I know from all of your trips and uh, watching all the videos yeah. that uh, so that was a big regret for sure. But we tours and all of that um that was yes it was obviously the first time there because as you mentioned either it wasn't around or it was really new kingdom went up yeah. eight so um yeah yeah so even even animal kingdom in you know back when you went for that second trip it's just so much different now like when you went there you know we would always call it like a half day park which means you could go to animal kingdom first thing when it opened and be done by like noon. It was a half day park because there just wasn't a lot, you know, to do, you know, the exhibition Everest was somewhat new. I think that came out in like 2006 or so there was the, um, you know, like the, the safari. Did you guys do the bugs life 3d show there at animal kingdom? Do you remember that one? We did like 3d and they put on the glasses. But what I remember the most is that they had the chairs, the electronic chairs (laughs) I remember at one point when they did like the scene with the bees, the chair would like kind of prick you in the back. And that's that, yet again, something where Disney just goes above yep. and beyond. It wasn't your yep. standard 3D. I, they would spray water on you. And then they did like the pricklies on your back on the chair for the bees. So that was actually a pretty cool ride. I, I guarantee anyone who, no matter how old they were, if they went to Animal Kingdom and uh, did the Bugs Life 3D show, I guarantee you they remember that scene with the bees because (laughs) the first time I went on, I was terrified. Um, And then for the years after that, I got smart and I would just kind of scoot forward in my chair so that they couldn't sting me. (laughs) That, see? You see? There's the little things I didn't know. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, we also did things like, I I think it was around back then, was I think like the Lion King festival show. Uh, There was a show, yeah. yeah, The Lion King show was pretty good. It's still running now. It's funny, Um, yeah. Yeah, my dad was really excited about that one, so we we sat through that for him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did you guys do? I think it was still called um, Dinosaur. It was like a ride where you kind of travel back in time to save a dinosaur. Do you remember that one by chance? That one's very underrated. Yeah, Dinosaur. Yeah, we did actually. Um, We did the dinosaur ride, which was actually pretty cool. Um, That one was. Were you in a cart for that, or was it like the virtual? It's you're in like a car. It almost it's built like an actual car, yeah. um, and they pretty much like have to send you back in time to rescue a dinosaur before an asteroid hits. So it's like a, it's a interesting ride. It's just a lot of choppy movements and you know sound effects and you know giant dinosaurs that take your picture. Like it's a it's an underrated ride that's always been one of my favorites. Yeah, I do remember that one um, a little bit less than some of the others, but we did do that. We we did ride that one. So you guys did Animal Kingdom. It sounds like you did pretty much everything at, you know, Magic Kingdom. Um, like, what was the like, the one ride that stuck out to you at Magic Kingdom? Uh, you know, Space Mountain, Thunder Mountain. That's that's all the Magic Kingdom stuff there. The classics, Pirates, Haunted Mansion. Um, 
because I see the ground or like the little things around me. But what I remember about that was it was just totally dark, like pitch black, and you're just taking these turns and twists and all this, um, and not really knowing, like you know, what, I don't know what's below me. Am I t- 20 feet below above the ground? Am I 200 feet above the ground? Like. Um, so Space Mountain was a big one for me. Um, but another ride that I really remember, I don't know why this one sticks mm-hmm. out to me. It was at the time, it was like the alien, <laughs> like the movie Alien, the alien oh, experience. No. You were on Alien Encounter? <laughs> alien Encounter, yeah. So Where like you're in, okay, so Alien Encounter, it's Stitch's Great Escape right now. Ah. But basically you're in just like a room and you like put, you sit down in these seats and these like uh, harnesses come down over you. And then they like turn off the lights and proceed to like scare the crap out of you by telling you an alien escaped. And it's like the same thing with Bugs Life. There's all these like special effects. You can hear them like breathing. You know, you can feel them like kind of walking across you. That one, they changed that ride because it was too scary. Uh, that that makes a lot of sense to me. And what I loved about it was that they had like, um, and I don't know if yeah. they set up the same with the Stitch, but they had a big like cage in the middle, and you saw like alien. And it was like a almost like a surround stadium yep. seating where it kind of like went up and it was surrounded the the, the yeah and it yeah I mean <laughs> all of a sudden I know where the glass exploded and the alien was loose and like you said you get like the water sprayed on you the they had like a uh, a hissing noise in your seat that would go in your ear as if it was right behind you in the pricklies and that was, it, like I feel like Stitch yeah they probably did a good mm-hmm. job because Stitch. <laughs> less, less scary but alien like I, yeah there's it's the same setup you know like the the glass chamber in the middle of the room and then it breaks and he's escaped and it was the same setup for stitch except you were a lot less scared because stitch you know is a cartoon and not this terrifying uh you know alien that's going to eat you so yeah absolutely that, that one, i'm sure your brother loved that one <laughs> can you just kind of explain again you know you're talking about alien like what are the, some of the other rides you were just talking about again gotcha okay yeah, so, you know, besides the Alien Encounter ride, I mean, I really did love, like, the nostalgia and the simplicity of, like, the Pirates of the Caribbean okay, that was my uh, That was my next and- question, too. Um, you know, we've kind of talked about more of, like, the popular thrill rides. You know, you're a teenager. What was your, like, what did you think of, like, the classic rides, as we call them? You know, the Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, the rides where it's not a thrill ride. Like, we know that. It's slow-moving rides where... It's kind of just based, you know, the the fun of it is based on the theming, the animatronics, you know, that's kind of like the Disney magic. What did you, what were your thoughts on those rides? Yeah, I, so I really love those rides as, you know, the weirdo who liked um, <laughs> Spaceship, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I really like those type of rides. I mean, I, to me, something, there's something cool, even though animatronics may be getting old these days, like there's so cool about it. it's real life like i love like something like haunted mansion stuff that you can take your time and really enjoy yeah it's those classic rides that kind of gives you like that appreciation for disney magic they you know they're fully immersive you go on pirates of the caribbean and the the immersion the theming doesn't start when you get on the ride it starts as soon as you get in line you know you're waiting in line for pirates of the caribbean and you're walking through an old pirate prison haunted mansion you're walking through a haunted mansion and a graveyard like that's like what they put you know you don't get that at six flags like i get it it's a slow moving ride you don't go upside down but from start to finish like you're in that world whatever it is you know and i i have you know an appreciation for that it sounds like you always kind of did too 
Yeah, I love those type of rides. I mean, yeah, whatever, what they put into it. And that is so true. Like, just sitting in line, they make it so that <laughs> 50 minutes or an hour, it's still fun. Yeah. Like, you, you, they still do everything in the lobbies and the ride lines. So it, I love that. All right. So we talked about Magic Kingdom. Like, um, you did Tower of Terror, so you did everything at, you know, at this point uh, in 2008-ish, you um, – they changed the name from Disney's MGM Studios to Disney Hollywood Studios. And I'm pretty sure you were there when someone, one of the workers at the Indiana Jones stunt show died, like in an accident. Does it, does that sound familiar to you? I remember you texting yeah. me. <laughs> I was, yes. Um, and so it was, I think the day before that happened, we sat through that show okay. and we did, we would do the show and it was crazy with the explosions and the fire and you're sitting through and it's, it's super cool. And then the very next day, uh, or maybe two days later, but while we were, while we were still on the property, they, uh, they had the death of the man. Yeah. Who died. And I remember my dad and mom like freaking out and they were like, like we were just like, we just sat through that yeah. ride and that experience. And now someone's and I, I, I think it was shut down for quite a bit or yeah. maybe i don't know if it ever reopened but yeah oh it reopened it's still there now <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but yeah i remember yeah. i remember um you texted me because this is the point like we talked about like we are already friends now um so you know technology wasn't as it is now so there wasn't like snapchat and facebook and all this stuff so Every once in a while, I get a text from you like, "Oh, this is what we did," or "What's this about?" And I remember you texting me like, "Hey, someone at the Indiana Jones ride, you know, died." And it was like, "Whoa, that's that's crazy." Yeah, yeah, that was pretty weird. I mean, I I don't even know if I could soak it in as much when I was eighteen, but now, like thinking back, and up, I'm like, "That like, what if I would have seen right, that? Like, yeah. that would have been insane." Yeah. So you guys did the four parks. Um, is, is there any other memories that stick about about stick out about the four parks or? yeah i mean like and we you talk hollywood studios like i one roller again roller coaster i feel like disney just brought out the roller coaster in me i don't know why so uh, but rock and roller coaster i remember being amazing as well yeah um, that one get you get your that one the launch sequence is you know that's the ride right there that you get your money's worth with that you know zero to 60 in like three seconds yeah yeah you're sitting and i remember thinking like I'm, you're sitting i was sitting like you know totally flat like you don't have to do the incline or decline right at the start i'm like what is gonna happen yeah. here like it can't be that fast but yet even though i'm flat i just shot forward yep. and um again it was it's like indoor like you know when you're in the coaster and so that's i just love it yeah. so um yeah um yeah rock and roller coaster that one i just did an episode um there's been a lot of rumors of them like changing it. It's still themed the same. It's still exactly the same themed on Aerosmith. You get to listen to, you know, some Aerosmith throughout the ride, but um, that one could be changing pretty soon, actually. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So something to look forward to on my next ride. <laughs> uh, so you guys did the four parks. Did you guys do any of the water parks while you were there? Typhoon Lagoon or Blizzard Beach? We did Typhoon. Yep. So, what are your memories of Typhoon Lagoon? <laughs> oh my God! What an awesome, awesome water park. Um, so the main thing I remember is the wave pool. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, <laughs> There's no denying it. Like you walk in, you see it. Once you're in that water and you experience the wave pool, like that's you know that's what draws people in. It's insane. I ever since then I I've tried to 
find other water parks and go to them that have wave pools, but nothing's really compared. But that wave pool is so insane. I remember, you know, that you hear that noise or that boom that is going off and the waves got, I mean, I don't even know, like 10 feet high, like, <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you're not careful, those things like swallow you up and take you all the way to the back. Yeah. Um, and if it's a crowded day, forget about it. But yeah, that's the, that's um, the place. Like there's like different experiences with the wave. Like, the more like in shallow water, when it hits you, it's like, you're getting hit by a truck. And when you're like in the more deeper water, it just either, you know, it picks you up and just pushes you, you know, like 50 feet, like you're on top of the wave, you get under the wave. Like it's an experience in itself, just like getting hit by the giant wave. Yeah. Yeah. And it has, it does a good job of the, I think the visuals, cause it has, I think you can like see the, like that crashed boat in the background yep. and, um, and it's just that got like that big like wall of stone and wood looking and uh wave pool even though it's like a water park they they do you know they put all that theming that you see in the in the theme parks into the water park too like you said with the you know the shipwrecked boat on top that you know the water leaking out everywhere like you know the the theming behind typhoon lagoon is that it's like an old like like shipping like village that was you know destroyed by a a typhoon and then when you walk in it kind of looks like that there's like you know, like the boat on top of the water, there's like oars and trees. Like it, it, they do a good job of the theming, even at the water parks. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was had some, some amazing, uh, like, um, slides, yeah. like the uh, crush and gusher. Crush I believe. And gusher. Is that the yeah. That's the water yeah, coaster there. That one's fun. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, between that and all the, I think they even had a part where you can kind of like swim, like on top of like, there was like a shark. Tank, the shark like reef. You remember the shark reef? Yeah. reef. Shark reef. Yeah. yeah uh huh. I was freaked out by that. And I still would be today, but I remember <laughs> that they had like, like the sharks, you know, like, I don't know what they were, but like you would just kind of float across the top and uh, swim and look down with your goggles and see them. And I think I just, I did it, but I went as fast as humanly possible. So yeah, so. funny story. So 2014, uh, my buddy Brian comes with me to Disney and I had never done the shark reef. I was always too scared. as a kid, you know, usually when we're at Typhoon Lagoon, we're in the wave pool the whole time. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Let's do the shark reef. I'm 24 years old. We go up and we're in line and we're about to get in the water and they have one side of the pool closed because all of the stingrays came to the surface. I'm like, okay, that's weird. And I'm, I'm talking to the lady. I'm like, um, you know, this is my friend's first time on it. There's a piece of glass that separates, you know, the sharks and the fish, you know, from, from the swimmers. Right. And she's like, no, what are you talking about? I was like, how did those, you know, stingrays come to the surface? It's like, yeah, there's no glass as I'm like ankle deep. And they like hand me my goggles and snorkel. Be like, okay, go ahead. So I swam as fast. I was Michael Phelps in that shark reef. I went as fast <laughs> as I could across that water. I was just, I was inhaling salt water. I had salt water in my eyes. I was like, I don't care. I'm getting out of here as fast as I could. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's so freaky. Well, you know, if one brushes up something, who knows what'll happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, they just actually, they closed that. So it's a good thing you were able to do it. That's now gone. So that one, uh, it's oh, a piece wow. of history. Yeah. I don't know what they decided. I don't know if they want didn't want to deal with like the upkeep anymore or maybe, they didn't want people swimming, you know, in water with stingrays and sharks anymore, but <laughs> that one, uh, that one's now gone. So a good thing you got to do it while you did. So you guys did, it sounds like, uh, we kind of covered pretty much everything from that, uh, that last trip. Sound like you had a pretty good time on your last trip to Disney. Yeah. I mean, I'll never, I'll never forget that. Big- 
for sure. It's uh, something else. And like I said, you know, certain areas will go down in my mind, Epcot and traveling the world and all the countries and just Magic Kingdom and hitting all the rides. Just, yep, memories I'll have forever. Um, so we talked about your last trip. I wanted my next talking point. I wanted to talk about, um, you know, Marvel in regards to like Disney parks, because obviously we're both huge Marvel fans. You know, we started our own, you know, Marvel podcast because we're such big Marvel fans. And, you know, the Marvel movies to us, you know, I talked about like the golden age of Disney in the mid 90s. Like we got to just experience, you know, the golden age of Marvel movies from, you know, the first Iron Man to Avengers Endgame. You know, that was the golden age. Like those were the best movies. We got to experience them at the probably the right time in our lives. Um and, you know, Disney bought Marvel, I think, in, like, 2009. So, like, your first trip to Disney, like, they probably hadn't even, you know, bought Marvel yet. So, you know, now, going forward, Marvel is going to be a big part of the Disney parks. So I just want to talk about that with you as well. Um, you know, unfortunately, there's not going to be, you know, too much Marvel at Walt Disney World because of, um, you know, Universal Studios Orlando has... Uh, their own Marvel kind of land called, uh, I think it's called Marvel Superhero Island. Um, and Universal signed a contract with Marvel that's pretty much like an indefinite contract that pretty much permits, you know, you, Disney can't have anything in regards to like Captain America, Thor, Spider-Man, Hulk, and I think the X-Men and Fantastic Four. They can't have those in the Orlando parks. But anything west of the Mississippi, which says in the contract, they can, um, they can, you know, have Marvel stuff. So Disneyland in May recently just opened. Um, it's called Avengers campus, which is like a new land at Disneyland. That's Marvel theme. So that's like a big thing is, you know, as, as a casual Disney fan, who's a big Marvel fan. Um, how enticing is it to you that Disneyland, like, does that make you want to visit Disneyland more than now that they have like this, avengers themed land i never really had that much of an interest in heading to california and going to disneyland um i knew it was a bit smaller and just uh, maybe uh, it's different but um and so i might have to reprioritize my next disney trip and maybe think about california because um that's right up my alley yeah that's it's called avengers campus they have a spider-man attraction a spider-man ride um so at their park, they had Tower of Terror there as well. And it was the same as the one at Disney World. And they rethemed that one to, it's called Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Um, it's the same type of ride. It's like a drop ride. But um, it's all themed to, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy and those characters now, which is pretty cool. They have um, an area called the Ancient Sanctum, which you kind of just kind of walk around. It's like Doctor Strange themed and you can see dr strange characters there um they have a place called avengers hq which is um just kind of like a meet and greet area where there's like a uh, you probably saw it there's a spider-man like <laughs> robot that does like a flying like acrobat oh, i have seen that uh, video which kind of show there and which is recently in the Spider-Man. news because the, yeah, yeah, so <laughs> the robot crashed into the side of the building the fact that you know there's probably a bunch of people in the crowd who probably thought it was like an actual human that crashed in the side of the building is kind of terrifying. Uh, they also have there a, one of the food. They have a couple of food places that are Marvel themed. They have Shawarma Palace and the Pim Test Kitchen. And what's cool about the Pim uh, Test Kitchen? It's obviously based off like the Ant Man movies. Is like all like the portions are like 
like crazy portions. So like, it's like a giant piece of chicken with like a tiny little bun. They like, they, they do stuff like that there, but uh, pretty cool to kind of see that. So Disneyland has obviously their Avengers campus because, you know, the, the contract kind of allows them. Um, uh, Universal Studios Orlando has their Marvel Land. And you went to Universal a couple years ago, a few years ago, right? Um, did you guys do, there's, there's two parks there, Universal Studios and then Islands of Adventure. And the Marvel Land is at Islands of Adventure. Did you guys do that park? We did Universal Studios. Okay. Uh, Oh yeah, I missed out on all the Island of Adventure Marvel stuff. I never got a lot of like Spider-Man related things over there. I didn't get to do that. Okay. Um, but I know what I what was cool about it is um, as we were talking about you know Disneyland. I like how they have like kind of certain areas of the park dedicated to things, almost as if you're walking through the kind of like fantasy realm of those areas. Um, so that I really did love about Universal. Yeah, at uh, Elizabeth Adventure, their Marvel Land, it's, you know, unfortunately, it's not as, like, immersive as it would be at Disney. And it's also, you know, it opened in, I think, 1999. So, you know, the theming, you know, Universal now and Universal back then is a lot different. Like, now, like, you saw, like, the Harry Potter stuff. They do a good job of theming stuff. It's kind of themed like Disney. You know, in 1999, when the Marvel Land opened, it's not how things were done, especially at Universal Studios. So you kind of just walk through and you see a couple attractions and you just see like, you know, just like these cutouts, like these like metal, like cutout signs of like Wolverine or Captain America. There's, it's not theming. It's just like, it kind of feels like you're walking through six flags. Okay. Yeah. See, that's, that's, uh, that's not as, as cool and doesn't get me as hyped about, um, you know, going there is when you talk about the uh, Avengers campus, which sounds like there's a lot more to do and a lot more to look at. So yeah. that's, that's definitely what I'm interested in. They have uh, an adventure. They have, uh, they do have a Spider-Man ride there, which I got, I mean, I got, it's a really good ride. I think you'd enjoy it. It's like a kind of combines like 3d, you know, you have to wear 3d glasses. There's some like 4d effects, like fire and water and stuff. Um, but you're also like, like in a car, you know, moving around like a track. So it kind of combines like all these different elements and it, you know, it's a really fun ride. And if if someone like you who loves Marvel, yeah, it sucks that you just kind of walk through a basic ride and there's no like amazing theming that makes you feel like you're, you know, in Peter Parker's universe, but the ride itself for what it is, is a really fun ride. It combines like all okay. like, like the villains, like uh, Doc Ock and and, st- and the Green Goblin and stuff. And it's a really fun ride. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it definitely be up my alley. But uh, yeah, again, you know, that's a little disappointing. Whereas you could go to Disneyland and be surrounded by everything. Yeah, and the the Spider Man ride at Disneyland, uh, it's called Spider Man Web Slingers. It's kind of like you probably remember, I, I hope you remember, you know, Disney has a couple of those rides where there's like a Buzz Lightyear ride and a Toy Story ride where you have to like shoot targets and like keep yep. your score. The one at Disneyland Web Slingers, it's the same thing. You shoot targets, but it's like, it's almost like Wii technology. You have to like literally do the Spider-Man motion with your hands to shoot these targets and it shoots webs at the targets. Okay. That's awesome. It sounds like I'd get really competitive with it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, Universal Studios, they also have a Hulk roller coaster, which, again, there's like absolutely no theming to it. There's like, you just kind of walk on a roller coaster. 
Um, but the coaster itself is pretty intense. It's it's kind of intimidating to look at, and you know, go, goes upside down a bunch of times. A couple corkscrews. Um, they just kind of re kind of updated it a few years ago. Just kind of added some new like lighting and you know made it look a little newer. It was a little run down, but the coaster itself is pretty intense. Um, that one scares me a little bit. Uh, they also have uh, they have an X Men ride, which I think is called like Storm Force, and it's basically just one of those rides. It's kind of like the teacups at Disney, where you sit in a car and you just spin yourself. It's it's based off. Uh, it's I, mean, I guess it's technically based off X Men, just because they use the name Storm. But there's again, there's like no theming to it. Um, and then they have Doctor Doom's Freefall, which is just like a giant drop ride based off Doctor Doom, and it sucks because. You know, Disney World can't build rides based off of the X-Men, Fantastic Four, you know, at least with Spider-Man, like Universal has a good ride. And Hulk, they have, it's a coaster, it's a good coaster. But like X-Men and Fantastic Four, they have these like, just basically, it's like a carnival ride, no theming, you know. And because they have them there and they use the name Storm and they use the name Doctor Doom, you know, Disney World can't build a, you know, an X-Men ride or a Fantastic Four ride and it sucks. That, see, that's that's so unfortunate. I hope though that I wonder if in California will continue to expand and they'll add new things as more Marvel comes out. I, I hope they have that capability because at least it's nice that we all that. Yeah, that, there, I haven't heard much about uh, Disneyland expanding yet, just because you know it's still brand new. I guarantee they'll add more to it. You know, they only have one attraction in like the Spider Man. You know, web slinger ride. I guarantee there's going to be more than one ride there in the future. Um, there has been some rumors of putting in Marvel at Disney World. Now, like I said, they can't use you know Captain America, Thor, Fantastic Four, Hulk, Spider Man. They can't use them, but they can pretty much use everything else. Um, just a few weeks ago, you know, they opened the new Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster at Epcot. It's called Cosmic Rewind. It's an indoor roller coaster, and from what I hear, it's very intense. Uh, so much that they had to install some more garbage cans at the exits. All right, so I wanted to bring up, you know, we were talking Marvel and, you know, Disneyland and the contract with Universal. There are some rumors of bringing, you know, Marvel into Disney World. The only thing is they have to use different characters. So, like, you know, the, the Guardians of the Galaxy coaster just opened at Epcot, Cosmic Rewind. Um, like I was kind of saying, it's supposed to be pretty intense. You know, it's an indoor roller coaster. I don't think it goes upside down, but there's a lot of just fast turns and spinning and special effects. Um, but it's kind of cool to see, you know, the Guardians coaster at Epcot. You know, you loved Epcot. 
Um, I feel like that makes you like Epcot a little more. I know you're a big Guardians fan. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm, I I knew about this coaster and all, uh, you know, early stages, but um, indoor coasters are definitely my thing. So um, I'm super interested in this ride. Uh, it gives me an extra reason to go back. It sounds like maybe I should just not eat food around the world and then ride the ride. Maybe yeah. I have prioritized my order. Yeah. But yeah, I would I would have to go back and ride this ride at some point. Um, you know, some and I supposedly the soundtrack is pretty pretty cool too, which I would expect nothing less for a uh, Guardians of the Galaxy attraction. Yeah, I would hope so. I mean, I downloaded the Guardian soundtrack to Spotify just so I could listen to it on my own time. So <laughs> I would hope it's like kind of got that 80s, 70s, 80s vibe. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we see Guardians at Epcot. You know, other than that right now, there's, you know, nothing Marvel really related. There's a store at Disney Springs that just sells, you know, it's Marvel themed. And, you know, obviously around Disney, they can sell Marvel merchandise. They just can't have certain attractions. Um but one of the, uh, you know, some of the characters they could use, like I said, Guardians, anyone from like the Guardians universe, um, Doctor Strange, um, the Eternals, Moon Knight, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, like any of those characters are kind of, you know, free range there. And um, I think Big Hero 6 actually is technically a Marvel entity, which I didn't know, um, but they could do something with Big Hero 6, which I'm surprised they haven't because that was a pretty popular movie. Um, you know, I thought it was good, just not a movie I was, you know, obsessed with or anything, but I never really considered that a Marvel movie anyway, or Marvel, you know, characters. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was late to Big Hero 6. I literally watched it just like a year ago for the first time. Um, I'm with you. I don't know. Saying, I didn't, I don't really consider it Marvel. Um, I would hope that they don't cross over into what we know as the Marvel universe, yeah. but Hopefully with with Marvel, I mean, it sounds like, you know, you give the list of characters, obviously, that weren't in like the first 10 years of the MCU, but there's going to be a lot to work with. So hopefully they can expand and put some more stuff on these characters coming up. Um, you know, one of the rumors I mentioned, Black Panther, one of the rumors uh, that's been talked about for a while now is adding basically building Wakanda. And everyone's oh. kind of saying, hey, put it at Animal Kingdom. It would fit perfectly. Uh, build just like a replica of Wakanda. You can have a, a Black Panther attraction, a show, you know, and, you know, obviously like some sort of restaurant and, um, you know, shops and stuff. But Wakanda, that that seems like the most, you know, and big Black Panther is a popular character, successful in the box office, successful in pop culture. I don't see them putting an Eternals attraction at Disney. I do see them doing something with Black Panther and Wakanda, though. Yeah, I mean, oh my God, right when you said, instantly my head went to uh, Animal Kingdom when you said that, because thinking back to like their movies and you just see like the plains and the fields of grass and trees. Um, and I feel like they like they already do like the shows at Animal Kingdom, right? And you could mm-hmm. probably host a pretty cool show with like, uh, like I'm thinking like maybe like Black Panther's guards, like the Dora Milaje, and like they're doing cool dances. So that seems like it would fit right up their alley. You can take everything from like the Black Panther universe. You know, there's going to be another movie, maybe two more movies. All those other characters you can, you know, fit into shows or, you know, you know, just around like the land and stuff. I think, I think it's just a matter of time till it's there. You know, it's, uh, it's going to happen. Just, just a matter of when. Um, But other than that, I, you know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. The contract 
between Marvel and Universal of what I can read. It's an indefinite contract, which means it can only, it's not going to just end at a certain time. You know, it can only end if, you know, Universal decides to, you know, get rid of the rides and retheme it, which they never will. Why would they? For the fact that, you know, the Spider-Man ride alone, people would come in and see, and, you know, Marvel's a big entity and, yeah, obviously they know as soon as they would close Marvel land at universal Disney would build a Spider-Man attraction right away. So I don't think that'll ever happen. Um, so it's going to be interesting. You know, we may have to wait a while to see some more, uh, Marvel stuff at Disney world. Yeah, that's, that's too bad. I mean, um, you know, maybe worth a maybe worth a quick visit to universal, but sad that they can't build it out in Disney. Cause I know they would do it better. So. Yeah, definitely. There's a, <laughs> At Disneyland Paris, uh, they're working on it right now. I think it's supposed to open in July. They had a rock and roller coaster ride there, which they closed and they're re-theming, and it's called Avengers Flight Force, and it features Iron Man and Captain Marvel. And uh, I saw an article online. Uh, while you're waiting in line, there's like a life-size animatronic of Iron Man, like a, a, a suit. Um, so that looks pretty cool, and I'm sure you know when, when that ride opens – it's going to be pretty awesome. It just makes me sad because I don't think they can use Iron Man um, at Disney World either. And if they're, oh. I, I kind of talk about it in my in my episode about Rock and Roller Coaster. If they're going to retheme it, I think an Iron Man coaster would have fit perfectly on Rock and Roller Coaster. You know, a launch sequence, fast ride. You know, Iron Man could make that fit. Oh yeah, yeah, and with like some of the music they used in like Iron Man One, oh my gosh, yeah. that'd be perfect. Yeah, exactly. That would have been that would have been good. I don't know if they can do it at Disney World. I I don't know if they can use Iron Man, but it definitely would be cool. Um, you know, on on the podcast a lot too. I like to kind of put on my Imagineer ears and kind of play fantasy here. Is off the top of your head, is there a Marvel uh, character, a movie, a scene, anything that you think would make like a good Disney? ride a disney whether it's a show an attraction a coaster like a slow moving ride off the top of your head i'm putting you on the spot is there any any one scene any character you think would be cool you know let's play fantasy you can use you know spider-man thor let's pretend like that contract with universal doesn't exist um is there anything that comes to mind you think would be a cool attraction yeah, you know what I think? Would, yeah, so I got one quick one off the top of my head. And so one of my favorite MCU characters, and I did I like this character before MCU 2, um, has always been Thanos. So for me, what I think would be awesome is maybe like one of those like virtual experiences, but you're like in like the moving like virtual car, you know, that goes yeah. maybe like through the end of like the scene like Infinity War when uh, – Thanos like shows up through the portal and has to like go through like all of the Avengers at the end. And he kind of, and he wins essentially. Yeah. Maybe it'd be like something like that. where like stopping Thanos from his final goal. And it'd be okay. like, uh, you can see it through the eyes of all the Avengers and you're one of the Avengers or something like that. And, uh, like a virtual coaster experience ride. Yeah. I think that'd be really cool. That'd be pretty cool. Thanos, um, but like when you as soon as you, you as soon as you said Thanos, like the first thing that popped in my head was like doing like something like one of their classic rides, like um, you know, uh, like a Pirates of the Caribbean, except you're like taking a tour through like Thanos's home planet, you know, back in the day, like b- before all of this, like just to kind of see like the planet and 
you know, it could be like your basic ride, slow moving ride, but like the animatronics and the theming is what, you know, makes it a ride. I think that would have, that would have been cool too. Since yeah. And I was popped in my head. Just, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be great. You could repurpose, uh, you could repurpose Spaceship Earth and make it the, the evolution of Thanos' homeworld. Come on. Say, you could have, like, in the ride, like, in the movie, I think it's Infinity War, where you see, like, the flashbacks. You can see it as it used to be with all the grass and the flowers. And then you could, you know, towards the end of the ride, it could be, like, present day, where it's, like, nothing's left. Everyone's gone. It's, like, a, you know, lawless place. <laughs> I love it. I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to Mar, like, I... It would be cool if they could do something like Thor related. I don't know how you would do it. Like maybe you just build like a coaster and just kind of build like a Thor storyline around it. Like maybe like kind of Ragnarok style where it kind of involves like some classic rock music and do something with like Mjolnir and traveling through like the the time jumps and the portals and all that stuff. So uh, I think it was, if it was up to me, some sort of like Thor attraction, obviously because I'm a big fan, I'd be into yeah, that'd be amazing too. You couldn't go wrong with anything Thor for sure. Plus, I mean, like the rumors are, that I think Wakanda actually fits perfectly at Animal Kingdom. Like Black Panther, I I like the character, I like the movie. It's not, you know, one of my favorites. You know, I like the originals, Cap, Thor, Hulk, and everything. But you gotta admit, Wakanda, Animal Kingdom, you know, Wakanda is this cool, like futuristic place. Like all the stuff that they've done with like Avatar Land there now, I feel like it just Wakanda would fit perfectly. Yeah, I think so too. That one's on my list too, the Avatar world, the Pandora that, world. Uh, I haven't been able to see that yet. So <laughs> that brings me to kind of my last talking point now. You know, we talked about your past trips, we talked about, you know, what you liked. Would you go back? It's a simple question. Would you go back to Disney? You know, at this point in your life, you're you're married, uh, no kids yet. Would you is that is going to Disney, is that something you would want to do now? At this point, is this something you want to wait maybe a few years for? Would you go back? <sighs> yes, I would definitely go back. And I think for me, I'd actually like to go back sooner than later while I'm still, you know, you know, again, as I said, you know, currently like no kids, just married. Like I, you could, I could go as like a couple trip, like me and my wife and just enjoy it as adults who don't have uh, too much else to worry about back home. Um, I would love to go back because I have not been able to experience Disney from like a grown-up perspective. I mean, I was 18. I would barely call myself an adult. So like um, from my own perspective now where I could really appreciate things more and there's so much there that I that's new that I haven't seen. Just like we talk about, you know, Pandora and um, and all that for Avatar, and like I said, rides that I never rode, like Expedition Everest, and um, all this stuff. So I, uh, I, you know, it's I've talked about it. I, you know, I'm hoping to try and get it in the works in the next two years, within the next two years, maybe a year yeah. or so. Um, I'm I got to go back. <laughs> I know we've talked about it a lot. I and I, I agree with everything you said. Like, I would guarantee you would have a different appreciation for it now like even though you liked it and you you know had a great time when you went before it's just different now like because i've seen myself evolve like when i was 18 i wanted to go on the rides it was cool it was fun but now when i go now you know you realize like everything that goes into it like you're in this place that's like super immersive the cast members there like 
I, I've, I've said it too. I call it the happiness bubble. You're in a bubble. You know, it's easy to lose track of time. It's easy to forget about everything at home with work. Like you're in this fantasy world, you know, where when you go to Animal Kingdom and you go to Pandora, you're there. You're in Pandora. You're not thinking about, you know, work emails. You're not thinking about, oh, it's, you know, nine o'clock at night. I got to go to, you're not thinking about any of that. Um, and even like with Epcot, you said you liked Epcot when you were 18, 19. I think you would love Epcot now, you know, not even talking about Gardens of the Galaxy, but just, you know, walking around like the world and trying different foods and different, you know, adult beverages, I think you'd have a good time with. Yeah, I uh, I have that taste for Epcot in my mouth now, ever since we've been talking about it and just remembering back and um, like, like back then, I think we ate in, in Japan when we did the Travel the World. I want to stop at like multiple and just and really enjoy it from a from a 30 year old perspective so <laughs> and i know um i've always told you like the day you decide you're you know going back like you better i better your first contact better be to your wife be like hey yeah we're going the second <laughs> one better be to me so i can start prepping my uh my 75 page document on uh, <laughs> my disney guide for adam saved on my computer here I'll just be able to, you know, page one to the end. I'll just be able to follow my whole trip straight through. It'll make my life way easier. Because like you said, it's different now, not just like they've added more rides. Like since you've been there, like Pandora, you know, Avatar at, at Animal Kingdom, you know, I think I've told you, like, I would almost guarantee that that would be your favorite ride, the Flight of Passage ride. Like I, yeah. I think I would put money on it. Oh, my God. I just... I, from what I've heard and the things you've said, oh my god, I want to ride that so bad. You sit in that, you you know, you're on what you're on like one of the a the virtual flying. version of like their flying creatures, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that you it feels like you're flying, and it's like this crazy immersive like 4K 3D technology. It's unbelievable. It was like one of those like the hype was there, and I didn't really like the Avatar movie. We've talked about that, and I'm not mm-hmm. a big fan of the movie. So when it would open, it's like, yeah, you know, we have to do it. We have to try it. And when I wrote it, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I get the hype. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's uh, number one on my <laughs> list. You know, they've added stuff to like Hollywood studios. Like st- they have an entire star Wars land now at Hollywood studios it's called galaxy's edge. They added like a millennium Falcon ride. They added like another ride called rise of the resistance, like two attractions that are, top of the line, new futuristic, all this new technology that people love. Plus you get to walk around like basically in a star Wars universe. Like I know you're kind of like a casual star Wars fan. I know your wife's a big star Wars fan. I think you guys would love that. Yeah. That, yeah, that's, that would be, that's like her, my Marvel is uh, her star Wars. So we would, we would just probably, she would eat it up and um, I'll, I'd get a kick out of it too. It sounds awesome. Yeah. It's, it's really well done. And then the attractions, if you're a Star Wars fan, everyone I've talked to loves them. And it's amazing. It's kind of like, it's kind of like going to, uh, you know, the Harry Potter land at Universal. It's like that, except with Star Wars stuff where you're fully immersed. It's stuff you've seen from the movies, the shows, the video games, all that kind of brought to life. So, you know, you guys would love yeah. that too. Like, you know, stuff at Magic Kingdom's a little different. They've added a few new attractions there. Um, oh, by the time you go back, you know, they may have like the uh, the Tron light cycle, light cycle coaster could be open, which I've been looking forward to for a long time. 
Yeah, that that sounds awesome. I would uh, it it almost like I wonder if it'll be like virtual or if it'd be like fast tracky type of uh, type of ride or what. But there's so much coming um, that. I almost feel like I got to like wait till a couple things like fully open and are ready to go. That way I can experience everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. At this point, if you're going to go and you're like guardians just open, Tron's going to be opening. Um, and I've told you guys too, like um, I think you guys would really enjoy like going around like the Halloween time, like the fall, you know, the weather's, the weather's really great. You know, you get the heat without the humidity type. Um uh, during that time as well, they have at Epcot, it's called the Food and Wine Festival, where you, know, you have all the countries at Epcot, uh, and then they add like a bunch of like booths, and there's like, I don't know, like 50 different booths, and it's all themed off to, after country. So, you know, they don't have like, at Epcot, they don't have like an Australia land, you know, in World Showcase. But for the Food and Wine Festival, there's a booth where you can try food and drinks from Australia. So you can literally make a day of going around and trying, and they're like little like, appetizer size ones you could try you get a drink in every country you can try different foods from different countries it's a lot of fun uh just to do that you know i've never considered myself a foodie until i went to disney and did the food (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's yeah and i couldn't appreciate that like you said as an adult now that i can have an alcoholic drink and this and that i you know that's something that i would really soak in at my age now um and some of the stuff that I really like, aside from just some of the new rides and all that, in fact, I probably couldn't even ride all the rides anymore. I'm too too much of a chicken. But <laughs> like getting to enjoy the food and just the ambiance, that's that's what I like. I remember loving so much about Disney that I could appreciate more. It's just everything that they do with the surroundings and how you feel is is what I want. Again, I need it. Also around like that Halloween time, it's like they also have like their Halloween party um, where like the magic kingdom closes for everyone else at like 10, but people who buy like the Halloween ticket, um, get special access. So there's like no one in the park, uh, it gives you an excuse to, you know, you and your wife get coordinate costumes and dress up in your favorite you know, costume. And they have trick or treating. They have like Halloween themed parades and shows and like stuff like that, like foods and stuff. And one of the coolest things is they have, uh, the parade starts off with the headless horseman, you know, riding down main street, which it still gives me chills to see, but, uh, fun times. I feel like you guys would enjoy. So if you do go back, uh, I would recommend uh, the fall, that fall time period. Okay. Yeah. Anything to get me out of Chicago in the fall is fine with me. So, <laughs> so we pretty much touched on everything. Uh, but before we end it, I got to bring up the infamous space mountain story. Now this is a story oh that is, it belongs to you and your family. Uh, but I think me and my family might tell it more nowadays. Um, it's probably my sister's favorite story. She tells it more than me. Uh, but it involves your dad, your mom and dad on Space Mountain. And it's something, it's like it's like folklore at this point. It's like a mythical tale. You know, I tell it every single year when I go to Disney, usually when I'm standing in line so other people can hear. Um, I've had people like strangers in line because I've been telling, I tell every year. You know, whether it's to my fiance or my sister, right, <laughs> aloud. I've had people standing ne- next to us in line, like laugh or be like, "Whoa, that was amazing!" So, the famous <laughs> Space Mountain story, we got to hear it. All right, all right. So, and this is why I think I said earlier too, the Space Mountain carries some uh, uh, some good memories in my head from when I wrote it when I was eighteen, because I've been hearing this story as well growing up um, quite a few times. So. 
going back, this is, so when I said my parents had been to Disney once before my trip when I was eight, this was that trip for sure that I know of. Um, this was early, at least, um, I think it was probably when I was really young, maybe closer to when I was three or four, I didn't go with them. Um, and so they went off to Disney and did all their thing. And they come back and I hear this amazing story from my dad. So um, my dad, you know, comes in, he goes, oh, I had a great time and all this. But he goes, I got to tell you about what happened on Space Mountain. And I'm like, oh, OK, Space Mountain, you know, this and that. And I've heard the story a million times. So, um, so you know, they, they're in line, they're getting on Space Mountain. And as everyone knows, Space Mountain is just it's pitch black in there. I mean, you, you can't see anything at all. Um, so my mom, you know, wearing her, you know, going in her and my dad, my mom's got her glasses on and, um, little questionable move. Cause you know, usually they ask you like, if you have anything that is like loose or movable, like maybe take it off. Yeah. Put put it, give it to us. You know, sometimes they have a holding area or if you have like a bag or a zippable pocket or something, put it in there. So she goes, ah, oh, you know, it's fine. Like I need it. Like that's my glasses. So they're like, okay, your choice. That's fine. So they, so they get on the ride, they're sitting next to each other, um, and it starts. It's pitch black, and they start going, you know, doing your twists and turns, and they hit their very first down slope. Mm-hmm. Um, and out of the nowhere, my mom screams. She goes, ah! And my dad's like, oh, what happened? She goes, oh, my God, I just lost my glasses. Like, they're gone. Like, she's feeling around her face and all that. Not there. And my dad goes, oh, really? She's like, yeah. She go- he goes, Oh, that's interesting. He goes, actually, he goes, I'm holding something in my hands right now. She goes, what do you mean? She, he goes, I think I caught your glasses. And my mom goes, wait, what? You, what? Like, so they get off the ride. Sure enough, his, her glasses are in his hand. <laughs> what had happened is on that downslope, my dad does your typical throw your hands in the air. Oh, my gosh, this roller coaster is so exciting on the downslope. My mom's glasses fly off her eyeballs and right into my dad's palm. And the second he makes contact, closes his hand and catches her glasses mid-drop on the first drop of Space Mountain in the pitch black. So turns out she managed to not lose her glasses. My dad made the luckiest, most, you know, gut reaction catch of his life. Like how uh, this is like just amazing. Like how I pictured like so people like you're on Space Mountain and how Space Mountain's kind of laid out, like there's three people per car and you kind of sit, you know, it's one, 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 you sit behind. So I'm assuming your mom was in the front. Your dad was right behind her. They're on yeah. Space Mountain. Everything's fun. You hit that first drop. And I just assume <laughs> your mom screams. Maybe you have to say like, ah, my glasses, you know, like that. And I just picture your dad, like gut reaction, hand in the air, you know, grabs the glasses out of midair, like just, amazing the picture in my head yeah it just she he hears the screams he's throwing his hands up it's a combination of the screams and just you know general excitement from the from the roller coaster yeah (laughs) i feel like the fact that like she probably screamed ah my glasses like i think that when he makes contact i feel like that in that split second he reacted like this is her glasses and catches the glasses out of mid mid air because like I think in any other situation, if your mom doesn't scream like that and something hits him in the hand, I don't think he's catching it. I think it's hitting him in the hand and, you know. Yeah, he's uh, not sure. <laughs> yeah. But because of the scream, the spit reaction, your dad maybe has some superhero genes in him, catches the glass, <laughs> pitch black, you know, saves, probably saves the trip because this is before you were born, you know, 
your mom maybe didn't have a spare set of glasses, you know, it wasn't you know, that common back then, you know, maybe that probably could have saved their vacation. So your mom could see the rest of the trip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, she doesn't have contacts. There's not like she brought a contacts case with her, you know, it's not like today, um, the yeah. prescription glasses. So had it not been for that, she would have been seeing everything totally blurred the rest of the trip, hitting his gut reaction to just quickly raise his hand and listen to that and recognize that, you know, oh, I better like close my hand. Like he feels something and close it. Like I need to catch this or else like this is, this is it for the trip. And uh, yeah, they just get off the coaster at the very end and he has them amazingly in the pitch black with, you know, you, you're minus your, so many of your senses that you would normally have on in that type of situation. Just amazing. Like I said, my family loves that story. I love that story. I think it's iconic <laughs> and uh, I had to get you on here just so we could kind of talk about that famous story. I had to, had to make sure more people heard that. <laughs> He'll, he, he lives in infamy. He will uh, appreciate knowing it is now out there on the internet for people to hear. <laughs> so I think that uh, that about wraps it up. So I want to thank you for coming on and talking Disney. Uh, I know uh, you, you called yourself a Disney new, but you definitely, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, you know your stuff, whether it's from reliving past experiences and memories or, you know, basically listening to me vent and talk about it all these years. But um, I just wanted to get your perspective, you know, a casual Disney fan, someone who, you know, you went on trips as a kid, you know, you kind of have that appreciation for Disney, which I've always liked that, you know, you get it, you get what the hype about Disney, you know, is, you know, um, that's why, you know, we've always talked about it. And that's why I'm you know excited for you to go back. And when you guys do decide to go back, we are going to have a little sit down meeting so I can explain how Disney works nowadays. It's a little more complicated now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to need the full rundown. And, um, you know, once once I get a chance to go and experience it all again and feel the wonderment, um, hopefully you can invite me on a round two and, and we could talk about trip number three on this same podcast again. Yep, I can't wait. <laughs>